Retail Podcast, a global conversation hosted by Alex Resvan Viennes. This year has been extremely challenging for me. I am broken. And I am healing. I'm here at the memorial wall because I wanted to do something to remember my mom. For some reason, I'm having anxiety. Obviously, it's normal with everything that's going on right now. I think I'm going to take a break for a while. You can get through it, and if you can get through it, there's a greater reward on the other side. Just like anybody else, you know, I'm just trying to do my little part to try and save my community. I'm just really excited we're back open. And I am smiling. Hello, welcome to 2022. Hello on YouTube, hello on Twitch, hello on LinkedIn, hello on the uh, Apple um, podcast, hello on Spotify. Uh, thank you for all of the uh, support in 2021. It was a very quiet year uh, due to lots of different reasons. And uh, thank you to Google Search for producing that. But unfortunately, when I was looking for additional uh, content to put behind it. It was uh, very limited. So, uh, but anyway, I, I felt it was a really emotional video, summed up how uh, the, the year was and the transition that we had all gone through. Um, so what, what are we going to be focusing on today? We've got about 15 minutes as always. Uh, so we're going to rattle through what's at NRF, what, what to look out for, or what will be covered. I think the, the harsh reality is, and um, my um, uh, employer uh, won't be there this year, and neither will there be quite a few other large organizations. However, there will be people there. There will be partners there. There will be stands there. There will be people mixing and rubbing shoulders in um, briefing rooms and, and getting together. So it's wonderful that it started, but it will be a, a slightly different and nuanced um, view. So I apologize because I'm looking left and right and doing some things while I, while I get the, the, the presentation set up uh, until I have my own production crew. It's, a, it's all produced by myself. So um, one of the things that I wanted to do is to not only look at where we are, um, if you like, what NRF is focused on, what are the trends of 2022, but it's, it's when I, when I work with CIOs or COOs or CTOs or head of innovation officers, normally we have like a five-year window that we uh, work to, right? So the first, you know, 12 months, it's setting up the technology or first 12 to 18 months, depending on how big it is. You're getting everything right. Then you're looking at um, the applications that you're going to be running or the new things that you're going to be providing. Hopefully, you'll be able to do a POC and get that running uh far sooner than 18 months, but there's a five-year window, and then after the 18 months, you get to operationalize and then take the data out. 
But I thought let's just quickly glance at what was on after we've done the NRF bit. Uh, let's have a look at what was um, on the agenda in 2017 and what was I talking about, and then see how much of that has sort of transitioned today. How many new things? How many old things? How many things are dated? So um, with the willing uh, of the um, technology uh, spirits, so let's get state strokes. Let's get stuck in and have a look at our first um, set of data about NRF. So NRF is going to pivot around five key themes this year. Uh, pretty much, again, if you went to retail uh, week, you noticed that there were similar types of focus. If you hear me talking during the day, you probably uh, see some of these themes. So the good news there, it's, it's not too far off the beat, but it maybe is lacking that really big forward-looking thing. But we'll look at some of the data um, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll unpack that. So keeping pace with people, uh, the employees, the, the customers, the data behind that, the, the services, lots of items on the agenda, looking at bespoke solutions that help someone, you know, the use cases, uh, how do we help this retailer get to somewhere new? So focus on people, they act diversity and inclusion, which they started you know, four years ago, is still a part um, and, and a theme. Uh, and even they've expanded out to the um, Hispanic and Latin communities, which will have also a, a stage and, and a part in there. New business model evolutions. If you've heard the KPMG talks, they are constantly talking about and have sort of set the scene and uh, how to reorg re or, or reconstruct uh, um, your business to be able to move into this new world. Focus on growth. I think one of the questions I always ask uh, leaders uh, in businesses, if you were going to be famous for two things, what one thing, what would it be? Would it be to save money or would it be to make money? And lo and behold, everyone wants to make money or to create the experiences that lead to the gro uh, exponential growth or growth for the customer. Operations. Last year, <laughs> what a, yeah, you can't sort of look at uh, last year and not smile or laugh with, with, with some of the, things that specifically here in the UK that we went through, but there were there were themes across the globe. Uh, so operations and supply chain uh, are still big on the agenda. Lots of supply chain and um, operations uh, exhibitors, partners, and um, talks to, to support that. And then experience, as you, as you would expect. So nothing too revolutionary in terms of uh, keeping up with the market. But let's look at the, uh, let, let's sort of extrapolate the data and see what, what we can see. Let me make this bit bigger for you so you can see um, what I can see. So as you would expect, uh, you have the major themes, for example, retail, how, how are you going to do things, customer, experience, um, commerce. So you've got the major bulky things that you would, you would expect. This is NRF, it's the National Retail Federation. You're going to expect all of these Retail things, technology obviously being uh, a, a key component, and then you see uh, some some technology vendors appear in there, which was interesting. But what it, where the clues are, or what the the, the things that we need to look for uh, in terms of when we talk about trends in the future of retail is what's on the outside. Right? What are the the two or three or one things that some people may say are well, it's a fad, it's a it's a thing, but. I, I definitely don't think these are these are fads. And you'll see uh, bang in the middle, down the bottom, metaverse. You'll see intelligence. You'll see luxury um, um, as a part of this. And then as you go around, some of the themes that have been lacking 
for 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 years at um, NRF, such as sustainability or um, you know the whole sort of environmental circular is beginning to appear in in, in small you know maybe one or two talks, but. I think we've got to the point where it it's, it's needs to be as big as any of the major other themes or blocks. But this is for a U.S. Amer um, a U.S. audience predominantly, although they attract an international audience. Um, Hudson Yard is there, or Hudson Yards, which we will talk about in a minute, which I think is um, really interesting. And and you look at some of the experiences that you can get. Um, I think more or less, and this is a pre-look, right? So we haven't had the show. This is a pre-look at the agenda, looking at the data that we've got to get a view of where the focus will be. But let's take one step further and now look at some of the trends that we had in 2017 um, and how that plays out in terms of themes uh, that, were they right? Were they wrong? Let's see. So, in 2017, if I was coming to present to you, you'd probably see me uh, presenting about this. And I think you can get a true sense in the sense of there's a bunch of stuff around data, there's uh, stock availability, there's fulfillment. So, and instead of putting the business versus consumer first, so remember this is important to put in for context of five to six years ago. Um, but one of the key themes that I think will continue into this year that They've still not, um, you know, retailers have still struggled with just because of the complexity um, at the back end. Is this sort of out of stock always available? And I'll cover that in a little bit more detail when we talk about the trends. So that was, if you like, the, the, the shifting of business in 2017. But then when you looked at uh, some of the future technologies, because people would say, Ali, that's really great. But give me something that's exciting, you know, and. Five, six years ago, uh, what was really exciting was AR, MR, VR, zero UI, which, if I'm brutally honest, we haven't really seen. Uh, and the data and statistics shows that voice and voice search and everything still hasn't found its peak or prime. So it's still its infancy. People are still um, experimenting with it, but we're nowhere near this zero UI, no interfaces, us directly working and connecting with machines. The technologies are there, but the experiences, you know, um, are, are still far from it. Obviously, we had AR, MR, VR. We had conversational commerce, which six years on or five years on uh, are one of the major themes. It was a major theme in Retail Week. It's a major theme at NRF. And from my personal perspective is, come on, what are you waiting for? How much more um, uh, data do you need to know that there is an upsell and a conversion and a cross-sell when your customers can connect to your rockstar uh, employees or can connect to physical spaces to talk about the, the things that they, they want to um, talk about. And then deep learning, which seven years ago really was based on what, what Google was doing to now what I'm doing with Microsoft and AI and how data falls um, in, in that. I, I still feel that there's massive gaps. So I don't think it, we've got it wrong. I think zero UI is probably far, far um, further down into the distance. But if you had sort of taken note of this in 2017, with some of the themes that have appeared um, this year, I, I think you'd probably be a little bit further down the line. Um, obviously, one of the, the, the forms is the technology has moved on. So Daddy VR um, providing experience is obviously not the same, but I thought it was great. This whole metaverse and how um, we're going to consume and how it's really digital commerce now, no longer is e-commerce, is, is moved. But we haven't seen, you know, 
Uh, people walking in their majorities, yes, we've had one or two use cases, but they're not walking down the streets, plugged into their goggles, seeing the world. But it's changing, and I think it's on the top three of what retailers are looking at. Bear in mind, this is 2016-17. And I, I guess the other big thing that all of us who um, are commentators or watch uh, what's going on in the tech world, we're not going to get into what the promise of it was, and maybe they still will deliver. But six or seven years on, we still need devices on our head, which was uh, a little bit different from what was um, being presented here. So you, you can get a, a sense of the themes that was uh, going on. Let's quickly just go to what consumers are doing before we come back to technology and business. And know what, in my opinion, or what better place to start than Pin Interest. So Pin Interest do their, or I don't know if they've done it before, if they've, uh, this is the first time they're doing it, but they do a review of all the trends of what people are searching for. And it's really important to note, and this year's search statistics actually show that people are turning away from where they've traditionally used, what they've used for search. They used to obviously use um, some of the big search companies, but now they go to applications such as Pinterest, such as TikTok. And so we're seeing this sort of consumerization of search. Yes, you know, Amazon would love search to always start in Amazon, but there's a few things that need to happen before you get to that point of commerce. And same, same with Google. So let's sort of unpack some of those, um, uh, some of those themes. Let me quickly change the view so you can see me, or maybe uh, you don't necessarily need to see me as well, but give me one second. There you go, you can see me. Oh, what a wonderful sight to have on a Friday afternoon. So when you look at the um, trends from Pinterest, there's a, I've picked out four, there's like, oh, I don't know, 21, there's, there's lots of different themes. Home improvements is going to confuse. So fantastic for Kingfisher, fantastic for being q and anyone's in, in home or George or, or Next. All of these massive um, interests in home improvement things. However, the type of things that people are, lo are looking at, for example, curved furniture, sort of more distinct furniture. Search for these uh, elements have actually gone up. The other one, uh, which I love, and I'm not there yet, but dopamine shopping. So when we're all back in the offices. Hopefully we'll be allowed uh, back in maybe in, in the middle of next week or the following weeks to distract from the current uh, news that's going on in the UK. People are going to look at how they can make uh, a big impression. Now, forget gender, but the, the searches that they're, they're looking at in terms of electric blue outfit up 140% um, uh, year on year, which I think it does summarize how some of us are feeling in the sense that We've had so much constraint. We've had so much restriction that and, and, and other um, commentators have said that, you know, we're going to go into the roaring 20s, just like in 1920s. And, you know, whether Charleston and, and, and partying and everything else. But that is definitely being backed up with the search uh, results and what you're seeing uh, across the age uh, gaps. So it's not just a young or old thing. It's actually people want to make an, uh, an impact. And. You know, unfortunately for me and some of you out there, dark blue brown shoes and dark blue suits or jackets is probably not going to cut it. So we, we probably need to go and invest in, and, and get some new things for our wardrobe. Uh, celestial celebrations I'm not going to get into. This is um, about people looking at the sort of the, the edge of some of the things around baby, some of the things around um, different elements. So I said I'm going to get to some of them. And then jewellery. So I, I think 
this actually trans transitions well into other things that I've heard from the industry. So, for example, when they looked at habits of what people were drinking, they noticed that the younger generations didn't want to drink the same way that their parents or fathers or mothers or, or family drank. They wanted to drink in their own way. And I think we're seeing this in how people are bringing their style and technology is a part of this. So wristwatches is actually quite an interesting thing. People are going back, or I say people, younger generations are now going back to maybe wearing not the things that are on their um, parents' wrists, which will be some sort of digital um, tracker device or, or, or something. So there will be an uptake. I think it's great news for the industry. They've uh, hung in there. And I, I think the premium providers in the industry will carry on doing really well. So let's have a look at now in terms of, so we've done NRF, we've had a look at some consumer elements of what type of trends we're going to see. Let's look at uh, what, what my sort of um, uh, predictions or, I, I don't think they're predictions. I just think these are the foundations of trends that will become parts of the business. And, and I've been doing this long enough to have the, the, the confidence to sort of say that, you know, th this is, um, I, I think, safe in terms of when we look at the, the, the themes that are happening. And you heard me talk about uh, the sustainability and uh, how it should be at the heart of retail. And now we're seeing, and the reason why it's colored great, we are so far away from this, but the consumer isn't, and that's the most important thing. And so when you see some of the, the fast fashion kings and queens making statements how they're gonna clean up their act, how they're gonna make sure that their workers are better paid, about time, you know, most of us who have been watching this, we just, we've been um, frustrated that the industry hasn't been moving at the pace that the customer wants. So this whole conscious consumerism um, will carry on growing. We'll see more independent retailers, which is brilliant for the high street, brilliant for the industry coming in and providing some of um, the, the innovation that's required in that area. The meta commerce, which again, I've coined and then it's in those um, speech um, quote marks, which I'm not going to do air, air quotes. Um, but, you know, we talk about e-commerce, we talk about metaverse. We talk. The reality is every single retail environment will become a digital commerce world. Now, some of you may, and, and when you look at the numbers on LinkedIn, how many people have seen the Walmart experience? <clears throat> it's brilliant. It's really great that they've done it, but it could be so much better than what they're portraying there, but it's a really good first step. So I don't want to, you know, I think it, it takes guts, it takes um, determination, money and focus to come up with that. But I think in terms of what I've, what I've seen from, you know, startups, what I've seen from some of, from the smaller organizations, um, we're going to be really, um, it's going to be really boring to go to a website and buy something in the old world. And I look at that, as I've just said here, in terms of websites and catalogs, right? Catalogs went away because they were incredibly clunky. And if you saw me speak last year, I was, you know, I, I showed you how difficult it was to navigate through one of the largest uh, commerce websites in the UK. So, you know, e-commerce, whether or not e-commerce is dead, e-commerce is just, you know, commerce it's just buying what what we're now going to see is a, an explosion of experience around what that buying is and that does go into other themes such as esports and how um the 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 gamer and the 2.6 gamers and and that's anyone from a mobile phone playing games on your mobile phone to the two consoles how they expect to consume product enough of that um discovery centers and experience centers so stores 
are already changing. I, I, I know, again, from the day job, having worked with some of the best um, minds and talents and retailers in the UK, they're already ahead of the curve. They're thinking about what this looks like. But the, the theme here is, and, and, and it's really difficult, you know, going into Westfield or Brent, if you, in London um, to, to Brent, because any of these shopping centres that I, I, I visited, they were packed before Christmas. People still were going in to, to buy. But when you look to, you know, the, the whole uh, journey, the, the shopping mission, the path to purchase, it was just so many different areas that technology did come in and, and help. And discovery and enlightenment is still missing from this whole piece. Uh, so we need to see this. As is livestock feeds, right? You would expect in this day and age that you can go into a store, either you have your mobile, and, and credit is due to a lot of retailers. A lot of the big retailers have done this, but I would say this is in the minority where there is some form of device. There, The store associate can say, one minute, Mr. Rizvan, um, I'll, I'll check whether or not we've got it in your size, in, in your, um, or in the, in, we can ship it to you or not. But live store feeds, it, you know, this shouldn't be things of science fiction. It should be science now. Loyalty will continue to, to be a massive uh, engagement piece, and we'll see different models. But one thing that I, I think has started to come through, would it be interesting if we had customer emotional engagement managers rather than customer service? Service no longer is enough. People expect service. That's that's your foundation. You're providing good service. What you need to do or what retailers need to do is connect emotionally. So if you did have a customer emotional engagement manager, how would they engage with your customers? How would you be connecting on that one-to-one? How would, you know, delight and the things that I've spoken about come in through that? Luxury, and again, th- these are two themes that I, and if you listen to the podcast early on, I would talk about how luxury is going to sort of bleed into lots of different um, retailers and they're going to sort of up their products. Why? Because we don't necessarily, as, as much as we love um, fast fashion, our addiction to it may be changing in the sense that this constant stream of having to have something new. And so what luxury actually will come to me, which what it was originally, was pieces that maybe are timeless or are maybe long, last longer than a season. Um, potentially there's a circular element to it. And there are so many great startups uh, that are doing really cool things in this space and it will just continue to grow. But then in terms of budget, no frills, own brands, D to C, we're going to continue to see that. So this isn't to say this one thing or, other, or, or another. Both things are going to continue to grow. But I think that these are new things that in traditional retail we've not seen before, and we're just going to continue to see them. Convenience hubs such as Amazon Go um, but versus Amazon Go. So what I mean in, in terms of that type of trend is Amazon Go or Amazon Fresh, for all intents and purposes, is a massive vending machine, right? It's, it's convenience. It's hyper convenience. But that needs to be a hub. It's like, you know, the old postmaster, the old post offices. Um, and again, if you've heard me talk about um, Boxton stores, I would always talk about how, you know, in, in the 1900s, they had a vision of the future. It was a, a store that was local, that was hyper convenient and was hyper tailored to you. So that, that will continue to grow. And then delivery wars, whether it's two hours, 30 minutes, 10 minutes or 24 hours, that will continue to go until it implodes and we realize that it's actually better for the environment to have, you know, two or three delivery companies doing two or three different things and actually the industry working together. 
Um, but, you know, we saw some examples of that. And that's why I think there is hope and there's optimism in that. But the reality is some retailers will continue to lose relevance and they will continue to give their customers um, away unnecessarily. And by that, I mean, they'll give their customers data away unnecessarily. The, the, and, you know, again, if you know me, you'll say, well, Ali, you would say that. Or Alex, you would say that, that in terms of uh, data is a key. But how can you build loyalty? How can you build trust? How can you build uh, emotional connection with people if you don't know things about them? And this isn't about, you know, a daddy, uh, a nanny state or, or, or big brother constantly watching you. This could be opt-in. This isn't about compulsory. It's about giving choice. And I think in the choice economy, um, it's really important. And guess what? I forgot to change the slide. So my apologies. Here they are, the 2022 foundational trends. I apologize. I'm, I'm excited. So as we come towards the um, end of the presentation, uh, I, I found some research that actually um, uh, Microsoft Advertising it did about, and, and it sort of brought home the, the point to me, and it's publicly available, so this is nothing that you can't go and uh, get off um, Bing, but it talked about in 2020, based on some um, uh, 2019 data, how they found these two shopping groups. They found self-care enthusiasts, and they found empowered activists, which was you know, I, I think if, if you've followed that is actually where, where we're going and we will continue to, to grow more. People are more health conscious. People are more conscious about, you know, the things in their lives that affect them beyond um, the, the superficial. But the reason why this is interesting for me is, is actually the, the next slide. It's how, um, how traditionally we've thought, imagine, and, and as an example here is um, apparel fragrances. We've not necessarily connected the dots between the, the two areas, right? We, we have treated, for example, beauty just as beauty. Um, and we've treated, you know, if you're coming in to buy technology, you're definitely not going to be wanting to do something else. But I'm just looking at the time to see how we're doing. Oh, we're coming up to um, the, the end of the hour. So uh, I, I think that I'll, I'll finish on saying, the way that communities are being built today. So if you're a gamer and you're in the gaming community or you're in uh, you're a runner and you're in the running community or you're, you're, you love to cycle and you're in a cyclist community, those communities are absolutely when you live in a, in a cookie-less environment will become the communities of tomorrow. So retailers really need to understand how am I going to be a part of this? And we haven't had a chance to speak about like come to me shopping, in-home shopping and all the things and services that people will expect or services that they're going to bring um, to themselves at home. So it's been a, a whirlwind um, talk. Thank you so much for giving me some time today uh, for the NR for, um, edition. And I hope you have a lovely weekend and um, until next time. Thank you. The Retail Podcast, a global conversation hosted by Alex Resvan Vienet.